0: part two section ten of the age of reason by thomas paine this librivox recording is in the public domain the eleventh verse of this chapter the thirty-seventh says and it came to pass that when the army of the chaldeans was broken up from jerusalem for fear of pharaoh's army that jeremiah went forth out of jerusalem to go as this account states into the land of benjamin to separate himself thence in the midst of the people and when he was in the gate of benjamin a captain of the ward was there whose name was erijah and he took jeremiah the prophet saying thou fallest away to the chaldeans then jeremiah said it is false i fall not away to the chaldeans jeremiah being thus stopped and accused was after being examined committed to prison on suspicion of being a traitor where he remained as is stated in the last verse of this chapter but the next chapter gives an account of the imprisonment of jeremiah which has no connection with this account but ascribes his imprisonment to another circumstance and for which we must go back to the twenty-first chapter it is there stated verse one that zedekiah sent Pashur the son of malchiah and zephaniah the son of messiah the priest to jeremiah to inquire of him concerning nebuchadnezzar whose army was then before jerusalem and jeremiah said to them verse eight thus saith the lord behold i set before you the way of life and the way of death he that abideth in this city shall die by the sword and by the famine and by the pestilence but he that goeth out and falleth to the chaldeans that besiege you he shall live and his life shall be unto him for a prey this interview and conference breaks off abruptly at the end of the tenth verse of the twenty-first chapter. And such is the disorder of this book, that we have to pass over sixteen chapters upon various subjects, in order to come at the continuation and event of this conference. And this brings us to the first verse of the thirty-eighth chapter, as I have just mentioned. The thirty-eighth chapter opens with saying, then Shapatia the son of matan gedaliah the son of pashur and Jukal the son of shelemiah and pashur the son of malchiah here are more persons mentioned than in the twenty-first chapter heard the words that jeremiah spoke unto the people saying thus saith the lord He that remaineth in this city shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. But he that goeth forth to the Chaldeans shall live, for he shall have his life for a prey, and shall live. Which are the words of the conference. Therefore, say they to Zedekiah, we beseech thee, let this man be put to death, For thus he weakeneth the hands of the men of war that remain in this city, and the hands of all the people in speaking such words unto them. For this man seeketh not the welfare of the people, but the hurt. And at the sixth verse it is said, Then they took Jeremiah and put him into a dungeon of Malchiah. These two accounts are different and contradictory. The one ascribes his imprisonment to his attempt to escape out of the city. The other to his preaching and prophesying in the city. The one to his being seized by the guard at the gate. The other to his being accused before Zedekiah by the conferees. Note. I observed two chapters, 16th and 17th in the first book of Samuel, that contradict each other with respect to David, and the manner he became acquainted with Saul, as the 37th and 38th chapters of the book of Jeremiah contradict each other with respect to the cause of Jeremiah's imprisonment. In the 16th chapter of Samuel, it is said that an evil spirit of God troubled Saul, and that his servants advised him, as a remedy, to seek out a man who was a cunning player upon the harp. And Saul said, verse 17, Provide now a man that can play well, and bring him unto me. Then answered one of his servants, and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning in playing, and a mighty man, and a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a comely person. And the Lord is with him wherefore saul sent messengers unto jesse and said send me david thy son and verse 21 david came to saul and stood before him and he loved him greatly and he became his armor-bearer and when the evil spirit of god was upon saul verse 23 david took his harp and played with his hand and saul was refreshed and was well but the next chapter seventeen gives an account all different to this of the manner that saul and david became acquainted here it is ascribed to david's encounter with goliath when david was sent by his father to carry provision to his brethren in the camp in the fifty-fifth verse of this chapter it is said and when saul saw david go forth against the philistine goliath he said to abner the captain of the host abner whose son is this youth and abner said as thy soul liveth o king i cannot tell and the king said inquire thou whose son this stripling is and as david returned from the slaughter of the philistine abner took him and brought him before saul with the head of the philistine in his hand and saul said unto him whose son art thou thou young man and David answered, I am the son of thy servant, Jesse the Bethlehemite. These two accounts belie each other, because each of them supposes Saul and David not to have known each other before. This book, the Bible, is too ridiculous even for criticism. End note. In the next chapter, the thirty-ninth we have another instance of the disordered state of this book. For notwithstanding, the siege of the city by Nebuchadnezzar has been the subject of several of the preceding chapters, particularly the 37th and 38th. The thirty-ninth chapter begins as if not a word had been said upon the subject, and as if the reader was to be informed of every particular respecting it for it begins with saying verse one in the ninth year of zedekiah king of judah in the tenth month came nebuchadnezzar king of babylon and all his army against jerusalem and besieged it etc etc but the instance in the last chapter the fifty-second is still more glaring for though the story has been told over and over again This chapter still supposes the reader not to know anything of it, for it begins by saying, verse 1, Zedekiah was one and twenty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah, of Libna. verse 4. And it came to pass, in the ninth year of his reign, In the tenth month that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came, he and all his army against Jerusalem, and pitched against it, and built forts against it, etc., etc. It is not possible that any one man, and more particularly Jeremiah, could have been the writer of this book the errors are such as could not have been committed by any person sitting down to compose a work were i or any other man to write in such a disordered manner nobody would read what was written and everybody would suppose that the writer was in a state of insanity the only way therefore to account for this disorder is That the book is a medley of detached, unauthenticated anecdotes, put together by some stupid bookmaker, under the name of Jeremiah, because many of them refer to him, and to the circumstances of the times he lived in. Of the duplicity and of the false predictions of Jeremiah, I shall mention two instances, and then proceed to review the remainder of the Bible. It appears from the 38th chapter that when Jeremiah was in prison, Zedekiah sent for him. And at this interview, which was private, Jeremiah pressed it strongly on Zedekiah to surrender himself to the enemy. Says he, verse 17, If thou wilt assuredly go forth unto the king of Babylon's princes, then thy soul shall live, etc., zedekiah was apprehensive that what passed at this conference should be known and he said to jeremiah verse twenty five if the princes meaning those of judah hear that i have talked with thee and they come unto thee and say unto thee declare unto us now what thou hast said unto the king hide it not from us and we will not put thee to death and also what the king said unto thee, then thou shalt say unto them, I presented my supplication before the king, that he would not cause me to return to Jonathan's house to die there. Then came all the princes unto Jeremiah, and asked him, and he told them according to all the words the king had commanded. Thus this man of God, as he is called, could tell a lie or very strongly prevaricate when he supposed it would answer his purpose for certainly he did not go to zedekiah to make his supplication neither did he make it he went because he was sent for and he employed the opportunity to advise zedekiah to surrender himself to nebuchadnezzar in the thirty-fourth chapter is a prophecy of jeremiah to zedekiah in these words verse two thus saith the lord behold i will give this city into the hands of the king of babylon and he will burn it with fire and thou shalt not escape out of his hand but that thou shalt surely be taken and delivered into his hand and thine eyes shall behold the eyes of the king of babylon and he shall speak with thee mouth to mouth and thou shalt go to babylon yet hear the word of the lord o zedekiah king of judah thus saith the lord thou shalt not die by the sword but thou shalt die in peace and with the burnings of thy fathers the former kings that were before thee so shall they burn odors for thee, and they will lament thee, saying, Ah, Lord! For I have pronounced the word, saith the Lord. Now instead of Zedekiah beholding the eyes of the king of Babylon, and speaking with him mouth to mouth, and dying in peace, and with the burning of odors, as at the funeral of his father's, as Jeremiah had declared the Lord himself had pronounced. The reverse, according to the 52nd chapter, was the case. It is there said, verse 10, that the king of Babylon slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. Then he put out the eyes of Zedekiah, and bound him in chains, and carried him to Babylon, and put him in prison till the day of his death. What then can we say of these prophets, but that they are impostors and liars? As for Jeremiah, he experienced none of those evils. He was taken into favor by Nebuchadnezzar, who gave him in charge to the captain of the guard. Chapter 39, verse 12 Take him, said he, and look well to him and do him no harm but do unto him even as he shall say unto thee jeremiah joined himself afterwards to nebuchadnezzar and went about prophesying for him against the egyptians who had marched to the relief of jerusalem while it was besieged thus much for another of the lying prophets and the book that bears his name i have been the more particular in treating of the books ascribed to isaiah and jeremiah because those two are spoken of in the books of kings and of chronicles which the others are not the remainder of the books ascribed to the men called prophets i shall not trouble myself much about but take them collectively into the observations i shall offer on the character of the men styled prophets in the former part of the age of reason i have said that the word prophet was the bible word for poet and that the flights and metaphors of the jewish poets have been foolishly erected into what are now called prophecies i am sufficiently justified in this opinion not only because the books called the prophecies are written in poetical language but because there is no word in the bible except it be the word prophet that describes what we mean by a poet i have also said that the word signifies a performer upon musical instruments of which i have given some instances such as that of a company of prophets prophesying with psalteries with tabrets with pipes with harps etc and that saul prophesied with them first samuel chapter ten verse five it appears from this passage and from other parts of the book of samuel that the word prophet was confined to signify poetry and music for the person who was supposed to have a visionary insight into concealed things was not a prophet but a seer 1 samuel chapter 9 verse 9 and it was not till after the word seer went out of use which most probably was when saul banished those he called wizards that the profession of the seer or the art of seeing became incorporated into the word prophet end of part 2 section 10